Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Here on a Monday, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We got the squad, got DJ Jeff, Ben Britton is here, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. I got a little bit of a theme for my guy today. We're going to go offensive lines now. Don't push back. That doesn't sound sexy, but it will because it's going to be about the Seahawks and the Chiefs. So plenty to come. TG's going to join, and he's going to associate point value with individual quarterbacks this year in the NFL. Got a big show, Michael Lombardi. How are you? I like it. I, 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 great. I, I like it. You know, I was watching uh, some tape yesterday, and and I'm really mad at myself because uh, when you watch the second half of the Buffalo-Kansas City game, when Fisher goes out, you can see that Kansas City offense really start to have a tar time. And, you know, you'd think they were going to be able to manage it come the Super Bowl and do some chipping and do some of that. But in reality, it never did. And that game really against Buffalo got a little closer than perhaps it should. It really was never close. Buffalo was never, ever in that game. They were never, even though they were up nine to nothing, they were never in control of the game. A lot of that, when it slipped away because of that offensive line, which is something that to me is the telltale sign of why Tampa moved on why Tampa won a championship, why Green Bay wasn't able to win that game. And we're talking Fisher, not Jonathan Ogden, but just to give you an idea of the uh, even, you know, he's a good player, not a great player, number one overall pick, but just to give you an idea how bereft they were. And that's why it's going to be an interesting conversation to get into Seattle's offensive front and also Kansas City's offensive front over the show, Michael. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, Kansas City, I think, has done a lot. They've put a lot of resources into fixing this offensive line, and they have. And we'll see it as it comes out. The kid they drafted in the sixth round from Tennessee, on the clips that I've seen, he looks like he's going to give them somebody physically inside that they need. Of course, Joe Tooney at left guard will help them. We'll see if Orlando Brown can hold up at left tackle. I think he can because the ball comes out so damn quick with Mahomes, plus Mahomes can move around. But uh, I think they definitely have repaired it. Now, Seattle, they're a work in progress. I don't think they're there quite yet. I spent some time 
as we get it going over the next two hours here on the Lombardi line. Of course, thrilled to be here. It's our it's weird for you and I because it's kind of our Friday, you know, as we come yeah. out of the we come out of the weekend. I was having yeah. conversations yesterday and I spent time at your organ with your old organization and the Raiders. I yeah, went right to, over here. Yeah, right. Yeah, Where I, are they? They're I, over here. They're I think, over I think you, on might, that side. I, yeah. you might have an intimacy with that pro with that program. Yeah. Uh, I went to Allegiant Stadium. I have a friend uh, works for BetMGM. And by the way, it was just such kind people talking about you. I said, let's stop talking about him. The focus is on me now. But I met a lot okay. of people that love Michael Lombardi and the Lombardi line at Allegiant Stadium in the suites there at BetMGM. Let me just say this in a word, breathtaking. Allegiant Stadium, yeah. and it was, you know, $1.9 billion to make, or excuse me, to build, make his works too. So people are saying, well, it doesn't compare to SoFi. You know, SoFi was $5.5 billion to build. <laughs> I mean, the difference between L.A., this is a small city, Las Vegas, and this place is breathtaking, Allegiant Stadium, Mike. No. And, you know, just listening to the soccer game that they had in there and the crowd the acoustics for that, are awesome. The acute, there's the word that I never can say. I mean, I think this is really going to be a home field advantage for the Raiders, and it may help that bad defensive line gain a slight advantage in terms of the snap count, being able to get off on the ball, kind of going in that direction. So... We shall see if they do. You know, four and a half points, a lot of points to lay in the opening game, especially with a quarterback like Carr, a really good offense that the Raiders have against an offense that we know is somewhat struggling in Baltimore based on camp. That place gets loud. So I think it was for season ticket holders and open practice. And there was a lot of energy. They were piping in crowd noise, Michael, to give you an idea, give you a feel. And music as well. Your favorite. They had a ton of hip hop. But uh, let me just say this about the stadium. And if you're thinking about <laughs> You like that. If you're thinking about traveling, maybe you're a fan of a, another team and coming to Las Vegas with the boys or the girls. It's awesome. You walk right across the bridge from Mandalay. You, you can park. You can tailgate. You walk right across the bridge. It takes 12 minutes to get across. You're in the stadium. The stadium's right there on the strip. It is wide open inside the stadium. It is modern. It is clean. There isn't a bad seat in the house. Take a bow, Mark Davis, in, the, in, the, in that organization because this place is Stunning, Michael. Yeah, I mean, and once again, you know, compared to where we played in Oakland, the dump that we played in, you know, with the, you know, uh, the, the old baseball stadium we used to play on on, on a field, you know, and, and, and the, the black hole there where all the fans were. I mean, this is a huge, huge upgrade, and it, and it gives you a home field. Look, it's a dome stadium because of the weather. So it really plays to the home team, and where it helps you is you helps your run defense. It also helps you get off on the snap on the passing downs because they are, the opposing team, whether they use the silent count or not, have a hard time. All of a sudden, the game becomes a little bit more balanced, favoring the defense here. So hopefully it'll play to the advantage of the Raiders. That's why I slightly like them above that 7.5 number yeah. for the over. I don't think they're a great team, but I think they'll win eight or nine games. I really do. Yeah, eight-win team last year. A couple of takeaways from the practice for you. First off, it, I hadn't been to a game in years because obviously COVID and everything. Let's just say this. Yeah. It's an honor to watch these athletes play because these are impressive human beings. The, the agility right. on the six foot seven, the huge offensive lineman that nobody's heard of is otherworldly. A couple of takeaways. One, the food at Allegiant Stadium was great. And I'll tell you who hasn't missed a meal. Your boy, John Gruden. My goodness, he is. That is a front porch he's working on. Zay Jones, <laughs> Zay jo the, the, the receiver that popped, Ruggs literally did look bigger, but Zay Jones was catching everything, and Mariota was just throwing dimes. Wow, that's interesting. You know, I, I think that, you, you know, I think that it'll, it'll be fascinating to see how this all kind of ties together once we get the game going. And I, I was Waller out there. He hasn't been, uh, he hasn't been practicing. I think he's missed a few. If he's out there, it really gives you a, a great, I mean, they've got weapons now. I mean, whether it's, whether it's Hunter Renfro in the slot, whether it's Ruggs, Zay Jones, I mean, they've got a chance with their running back, Josh Jacobs. I mean, they have a chance to move the football offensively. There's no doubt. And Gruden's a good play caller. You know, the questions are, you know, where are they on defense? I mean, they're going to score points. They're going to convert. They're going to keep the ball. Is how good can they play defensively? And, and I think that remains to be seen. Look, they weren't completely padded up. Uh, it was fun. It was lively. The players were into it. They did introductions. A couple of things. One with Carr. Carr is 
I, he is so cheesy, but it's almost likable because it does come across authentic. But in person, he is kind of that guy you saw on Hard Knocks and very uh, G Willikers, if that makes sense. Like kind of getting that, yeah, he's, like, he's just yeah, a I mean, little. He's got a little it's a, it's a little. Do people really respect yeah, I mean, it? It's a little much. It's a little Gomer Pilish. I mean, let's be real honest. You know, Sergeant Carter, you know, I would never play for the, any other team if it wasn't for the Raiders, Sergeant Carter. Come on now. Seriously. <laughs> you know, you're due for your next contract, Gomer. I mean, you're going to make a ton of money in the next deal. You're only going to play for the Raiders. You know, come on. Seriously. I'm not buying that. I, I'm just not. A little Pollyanna. I think the one thing. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Pollyanna. I mean, the one thing, the one thing that I think is pretty clear is, is that, you know, he has improved under Gruden. There's no denying it. He was the checkdown king of all checkdown kings. That ball got out of his hand too quickly. He always was in the six, between the six and six seven category in terms of yards per attempt. Gruden's gotten there. He got up to seven nine. He's working the ball down the field. Now, the key is like what happened in the Atlanta game last year. Once he gets hit early in the game, you're going to have to kind of clean his mouthpiece, kind of shake his gloves, kind of get him going in there. You know, he's going to have to bounce back. That's the hard part. Gruden gets upset with them because the off-schedule plays. When the play breaks down, he doesn't make a play. He doesn't run around and make a play. So, you know, I think that that, that has to change a little bit dramatically for them. But, look. You know, I think they're a good team. I just worry about their defense. I worry about them being simple on defense. I don't worry, and I worry about them not being talented enough on defense. Okay, so another takeaway: the offense is going to be fine, just like they were last year, Michael. They're going to score a million points. That's not an issue. Gruden, when you watch him in practice, as you know, you you've done it intimately. Dude knows how to run an offense. It's very snappy. It was a defense that I think the front seven is going to struggle. This is literally just a practice, so don't. But these are my observations. They've added a lot to the secondary. They had a cocky. It's a cocky. You know, Carl Joseph's back. It's a cocky secondary, and the secondary has to get better. Yeah, well, they got to get better. They got to get cover, and and they got one of the worst tackling safeties of all time. I mean, there's no. Where was my Where was my man? Was Abraham out there? Was he, he out there he, missing he was, tackles? He was out there. He was dancing. <laughs> Is that? Of course he's dancing. He's the greatest dancer of all time until somebody comes in his area and he misses a tackle. I mean, he can only get you beat. That's the reality. He's going to get them beat. The more they play him, you know, I know he's Mike Mayock's first-round pick. I know he's tough. I know he's great in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep playing him, and you'll find out why you don't want to play him. And missed tackles. I mean, between him and Joe, remember, they sent Joseph packing for all the missed tackles that he had. And I think this mooring kid that they drafted from TCU will be end up being the starter at free safety, not Joseph. Maybe Joseph beats out Abraham at strong safety. And the, what's the Ohio State Arnett? Arnett was, he was into it. He was, um, you know, some guys were kind of lighthearted about it. Arnett seemed to be taking it very serious. I, I think they're going to be slim up front. It's just Max Crosby was into it. It was fun. I, I, I got protective because, you know, people, so much is being made about, like I said, SoFi Stadium with the Raiders and Chargers. And you do realize that MetLife in 2010 was built, that dump in Jersey, no offense, but that dump, I mean, it's so antiseptic and sterile. That was built for $2 billion in 2010. They just built one for 1.9 last year or over the past couple of years here in Vegas, and it's state-of-the-art. You brought up the great point. The acoustics are good. That place is going to be loud, and you saw it with the soccer game. Yeah. I think that's got, got to give the Raiders a little bit of an advantage when they play at home. They got to have that. They're going to need that with their defensive front, as you said. I mean, you're just watching the practice, and they that's don't it. jump out to you. To me, you, you've got to be able. The game's controlled by the defensive front. I mean, you know, when you go back and study these playoff games, and that's the. I mean, I learned a lot of things from Al Davis, but Al Davis would spend an incessant amount of time through the year studying the playoff games, studying the final four teams, studying those matchups, you know, understanding how those teams won and why they lost and what happened in those games. And as you go back and watch that, you know, it's clear. Green Bay's offensive line, right tackle, you know, Ricky Wagner didn't play as well as he needs to play. Left tackle, Billy Wynn didn't play very well. I mean, you know, it was coaching malpractice. I get that because they should have never let those guys on an island. But the reality of it is, is the teams with the really good offense and the really good defensive lines and quarterbacking play are the teams that make it to the Final Four. And I just don't think the Raiders are good enough in their defensive front 
to to be able to have that scenario. Now you take this for what it's worth and then we'll move on. Again, the theme today, offensive line. So there are questions with the Raiders and that offensive line. Walking out of Allegiant Stadium in the practice. Now I was drinking and I was eating. I'm being fair. Walking <laughs> out felt like an eight and a half, eight win team. I think that's what they are, Patrick. I think that's what they are. And I think the reason they're never going to be any better is because Gruden's not a very good evaluator of talent. He's not a good general manager. He's a good offensive coordinator. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that their offense is going to be good. But he's not a, not, not a team builder. He's not a guy that can build a, a, a cohesive three-unit team, dominant in the kicking game, dominant on defense. He's not a great evaluator. And when you give him the keys to the store as the general manager and the CEO, you, you, this is what you're going to get. It's been proven over time. There's some alternate win totals there with the AFC West and in division, uh, your fourth batting favorite. Well, let me get you the exact number here for the Raiders as we are going to discuss the Chiefs. Um, I, what I thought was cool is you'll notice on, on television, Michael, when you're watching Allegiant Stadium, uh, the north side. So looking towards the strip, they have this cool glass. I'm sure you've seen it on TV where you can actually see yeah. you can see the pyramid. You could see some of the strip. It's just very inviting and enticing, and I think what it does is it reminds you, if you're watching on television, come out, enjoy a game in Las Vegas, because you're yeah. right there on the Strip, which makes it for a fun experience. If they built it in Henderson or Summerlin, it wouldn't be the same. It is right there on the right. Strip. You know, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how many visiting teams, how many tickets they get, and how they're able to dominate that stadium. Because we know this. It's a vacation destination where you live in Vegas. Everybody wants to go out there. Maybe not in the summer months or in September when it's hot as hell. But there, there's going to be a lot of those teams that they play at home that are going to bring their cast of characters to them. And is, that, is the stadium going to be in balance, or do they have enough of that to be able to have enough Raider fans in there? Look, Raider fans are great. They're really great all fans. over. And Vegas couldn't be a better a better situation for Raider fans because there's still a zillion of them in Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles is a Raider town. It's not a Charger town. Right. It's not a Ram town. It's a Raider town. Make no bones about it. Everything. And so they'll drive up on the five. Everybody, that, that going home Sunday back to Los Angeles, I don't recommend. That's the one tip I will give you. I don't recommend driving back from Las Vegas on Sunday night after one of those games. I, I would agree with you. That is a boring drive. Um, Okay, so in a word, I have no connection to the Raiders organization. I'm not Brian Rogers. I'm not the biggest fan growing up. Uh, but in a word, Allegiant Stadium, breathtaking. Wanted to pass that along. Felt like when I walked out, 8.25. I love the scouting report. I love it, man. You got some juice in you. He gave, he, yeah, I saw you. He gave me a little juice, you know? Hey, hey, you your, know? Boy, hey I love your, boy, your boy hasn't missed a meal. My goodness. What's... You know, how about my man Lane Kiffin losing 40 pounds? God bless Lane. You know, did you read Lane's quotes today about, hey, I can't be telling people to get in shape when I'm out of shape. I love it, Lane. Ben Britton's turned the corner. Ben Britton's got the, uh, got the news here. Mississippi has the lowest vaccination rate in the country. However, Kiffin's got that old Miss football program 100% vaccinated. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. There you go. Lane Kiffin for governor of Mississippi. He was, maybe that's what he ought to do. I was having them chicken fingers. I saw John Gruden looking out of the corner of his eye, wondering if I was going to finish my. <laughs> I think John was looking for one of those. I think John was looking for a Coors Light or something like that. I, I, think, I, think, that's, I think he's building that kind of belly. You know, you could hang out with the punter and have some Coors Lights. You know, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah. When we come back, oh, another Ben Britton's got something funny about Coach Garrett and Coach Rivera. And then also, Call him Coach Garrett, damn it. That's right. That's Call Coach him Coach Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. Put some respect Absolutely. on his name. Respect on his name. And doubter, no doubt, coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. Presented by BetMGM. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. 
There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, if you like Summer Fridays, well, you're going to love Mondays at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Check it out. Visit BetMGM.com. And again, a free dollar, $10 bet for free if you bet 50 bucks throughout the week. This, you're going to do this, so you're going to wake up at BetMGM with $10 in your account. And it's really cool. This is a great promotion. Visit BetMGM.com. You got the Boosted Odd Specials, unique parlay offers, daily promotions, live betting actions, and more. It's a great app. Uh, and I met a great a bunch of the great people from MGM yesterday. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem. And you saw the news, Michael Lombardi, Lombardi line. Um, the Arizona Cardinals have officially partner, partnered up with bet MGM. So, I mean, this is just a rocket ship. We just saw Wayne Kimmel came by to say hi. He was a great guy. And he said Shaq gave up his ownership stake of the, with the Sacramento Kings to become the spokesman for win betting. There you go. I mean, it's all over. I mean, we're seeing it. Uh, we're seeing it kind of build momentum. And right now, what we're in 14 states soon to be. I think we're headed to 40. This is just going to be part of the fabric of our, our country. And I just want to make note as we talk about the, the, the great effects of betting is I think the other thing that has gone underlying this conversation we started the show off with is the fact that a, you left the house. Bill Berman is completely Thank impressed. You. He ran in here on the commercial break. I was going to give him a shout-out. Well, I was going to give him a shout-out. I mean, well, a little disappointed you didn't. Or it took him too long Sorry. to do that. However, that being said, he could not believe sampling food, mingling in conversation. I mean, this is – I mean, you you really are becoming the, the – what's that travel guy on PBS? Rick uh, – <laughs> what's that guy? You're great I mean, you with, could do that. You're great with names. Name. I would assume you could pull it. 
Yeah, Rick, I, I forget. That's okay. Anyway, hey, sometimes well, listen, I watch it. I, I am, yeah. listen, I, if nothing, I'm not, listen, the, Bill Berman, and welcome back from Charleston, Bill. It's nice to have the conductor back. I was uh, I was called an agoraphobe by Berman, and that got me, really snapped me into shape. So when a friend wrote yesterday, I wanted to say no and stay at home where it's comfortable, but I forced uh, myself out of my box, and I went over to su- I went over to Summer League as well, over at the Thomas and Mac. I love it. I love it. Did you really? It oh, was, Sixers it was play crazy. today at 4. I think the Heat play at 7 or something tonight. There's a bunch of games this afternoon. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Got to watch thank the you. Heat play. Thank gotta you, watch the set. You know, got to watch it all. I, get, I appreciate yeah. the props. By the way, so uh, Ben Britton uh, don't, gave me this little nugget. So Rivera ended his presser today, <laughs> and some reporters said, thank you, Ron. You know, Coach Ron Rivera there with the Washington football team. He turned around with a wide smile and said, Oh, it's coach then winked and yeah. walked off. Just kidding. He said, and that is in response, obviously to coach Garrett. Yeah. Don't call him Jason who was called Jason by a reporter. And he admonished the reporter and said, it's actually coach Garrett. Uh, and now Rivera's yeah, getting in on the mix. Give the man some respect. He deserves it, you know, and, 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 and it's hilarious because giant, the giant uh, management, the Mara family came rushing to his defense. Look, they love Garrett in New York. They, if you're a giant fan, don't cry about the offense to the Maros. They love this guy. They think Jason Garrett is exactly what they want. And so today, a little bit of news. They activated Saquon Barkley off the, the PUP. So now he's active. And he's ready to go. He won't see him in the preseason, but certainly you'll see him week one against Denver, assuming there's no setback. So, you know, this is the ball is really as Al Davis would say to me, uh, you know, kid, at some point you're going to have to play in the game. Garrett's going to have to play in the game. Coach Garrett is going to have to play in the game this year. And if the offense doesn't play well, he's not going to be able to blame because they love the quarterback, too. You're going to have to choose lovers here. Oh, it's a hard thing to do. Oh, they love DJ. They can't get enough. They of love them. They love, love, love them. It's going to be hard to choose. You got to choose lovers here. You know, you know, you're that kid in high school. Who am I going to the prom with? You know, like, I don't know. Like, what am I going to do here? You know, like they're going to have to make a choice because I could tell you it, it, they're not going to be explosive on offense. And so they're going to have to figure out what's wrong. The offensive line yeah. could be really wrong because that's not very good. Just so we keep that clear. That's not a very good line. So if you're betting the Giants this year, you're hoping they, the, the, the defense counts to five Mississippi. That's what you're hoping for. Can we get those guys to count to five Mississippi? Even six Mississippi would be better. <laughs> Coach Garrett. Uh, quickly, the Hall of Fame inductions ended yesterday. Here's, I have some news to make it more efficient next year. Why don't we just honor the people that are not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, mean look, I love goodness. it. I, I think it's great. I mean, I'm writing a book on the Hall of Fame, but, you know, I sit there and I say sometimes, you know, like when I watch some of these guys, like I didn't think they were Hall of Famers when they played, you know, and now they are. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed what it. What I saw on Friday, Steve Hutchinson, Michigan, you know, a tremendous player. I'm like, he's a Hall of Famer. He's my age. Calvin Johnson yeah. just got in at 35. I know, I know. Look, it's like when you know, you know, when, when you're sitting there and and the the mothers of, you know, when you recruited the one kid and now all of a sudden the the, the kid's son's out there. You know, it's you're wild. Old. Thomas Gable Borgata. He's going to associate points to the quarterbacks next here on the Lombardi Line. football betting guy we've been talking about it Paul Stone's in there who's one of the best handicappers on the planet and you can get his picks as well I'm telling you I was going through this last night kind of getting set up for college football season it's 19.99 order now go to vsun.com slash subscribe you can sign up for free uh, analysis of every team you get the Heisman you get power ratings and date first we, we basically set the table for your football season in college football vsun college football betting guide order now vsun.com slash subscribe we're going to bring TG in Thomas Gable was that Bill Berman you were talking to during the break there absolutely yeah just giving me you know he wants to you know he, he wants to author a book about 
decorum on travel, beach decorum. You know, when you go out on the road, you see all these things that happen. People sleeping at the airport, passed out. You know, the beach. Somebody just yeah. gets up one day and, you know, I mean, like, seriously, you go to the beach. You want to hang out at the beach. Somebody gets up and decides I'm going to jog on the beach. Like, seriously? Or somebody comes to the beach with white socks and sneakers. Like, that can't be allowed. <laughs> that can't be allowed. No, it can't. When I think of a sophisticated... You can't come on the beach look like that. You can't do that. And You, you can't do that. When I think of sophisticated gentlemen, in a modern-day sophisticated gentleman, I think of Thomas Gable at the Borgata. Hi, Thomas. How are you? No doubt. He knows that, yes. Hello, yes. Yeah, I mean, are, Michael, are you telling me Bill does not go to the beach in his tux? <laughs> no, he doesn't go to the beach in his tux. He, he probably has a beach tux that he could wear, but it's trunks only, you know, I'm sure. But, look, he's well-dressed at the beach. I mean, he's well-outfitted. You know, I mean, you know, one person wants to play spike ball the entire day. Like, seriously? You, you come all the way to the Jersey Shore to play spike ball the entire day? I mean, spike ball Sally. I mean, like, I go down the beach, spike he's always playing. Sally. Like, at some point, get an occupation. <laughs> well, Thomas Gable, no, I mean, I, I can't confirm this, but there are rumors he wears Birkenstocks with black socks and shorts. Is that true, <laughs> Thomas Gable? <laughs> that, that is untrue, Patrick. Untrue. Okay. Uh, I love the text we got from you today. These are questions we get asked by viewers all the time, and that is uh, a point association with quarterbacks. So what a quarterback means to a team. Let's start there, Thomas. Yeah, so I know you guys were uh, – talking about Michael's quarterback ratings. I'm not quite sure how far into the list you got it, but you started from the bottom, right? Yep. And then you're kind of working yes. your way up. Yep. Right. So, uh, and that's, and that's a great exercise. And certainly, um, you know, hearing Michael's opinions on, on all of these uh, starting quarterbacks is, is worthwhile and worth your time to listen to. But let's talk a little today about the, the value that, these gentlemen are worth really to the point spread. And that's what we need to be concerned about, obviously, for if we're betting these games and where we want to look for value. So, you know, at the cream of the crop in the NFL, you have Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, who those two, in my opinion, again, this is all uh, subjective. People have different opinions. My opinion, these two are worth the most to the number for their respective teams. And the one thing you have to consider when you're looking at these individual quarterbacks and what they're worth. You know, I would put Mahomes numbered around eight, same with, uh, same with Rogers um, currently. But the one thing you have to take a look at is who is backing them up. And that's going to be where the difference really comes in is if this quarterback goes down, what's the difference then when the backup now suddenly becomes the starter. So we've seen um, a perfect example in real, real time here is what we've seen with the, the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz. The week one lines for the NFL have been out now for quite some time. And the Colts were, they opened as a two and a half point home favorite. This was when Wentz was still going to be starting the game. Now we, we learned of the injury to Wentz. And that line has now flipped to the Seahawks being three and a half point favorites. So you say, you know, <clears throat> Wentz being out, that's a six point move there. So the Colts have, they have two joint practices coming up here with the Panthers this week. And then the preseason game against them on, on the 15th of August. Frank Reich has already said that Jacob Eason will play more in that game than what he would normally be playing him. But you have two unproven quarterbacks there that were backing up Wentz for the Colts. So while you may say Wentz isn't a top quarterback in the league by any stretch, and certainly if you go by his most recent samples uh, with the Eagles last year, how can he be worth six points to the number? You have to take into account who is backing up that starter, and you have Ellinger there and Eason on the Colts, who are unproven on the NFL level. So, you know, and, and listen, and I think there's certainly with Wentz, there's a lot of discussion to be had in particular simply because we have a gentleman who looked like an MVP candidate before he got injured the year that the Eagles went to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl. Uh, compared to what we saw last year where he was benched for Hertz, probably should have been benched even earlier than he was. So really what Wentz was going to be showing up there in Indy and playing for Frank Reich, I know there was a lot of hype surrounding Wentz coming into this year, but in my mind I was still questioning 
how much Wentz has really improved even from what the Wentz we saw last year in Philadelphia. Well put. Yeah, you know, that that's a great point. I think that, you know, when you look at, the, like, for example, when Rodgers was, you know, the worldwide leader said he was retiring, he was going off, he was never coming back, he hated football, yada, yada. You know, that you took that game off the board. This game, you kind of just moved the number. There's different things here, right? So, you know, both get, both situations were similar. You weren't sure Rodgers was playing or not, but you took the game off the board. It shows you the magnitude of Rodgers, and it also shows you the, the vulnerability of Wentz. Right, right. And then, you know, in Rodgers' scenario, you have, you know, Blake Bortles as the backup. You know, we have we have a sample there from, from Bortles that you can base it off of. Uh, you know, Mahomes, you have uh, Chad Henney there. Uh, and remember, all these numbers are always fluid as well throughout the year. They're always going to be changing and updating uh, as we get more data, as we see more of a sample size from, from these players. And uh, preseason, again, I mean, this is a good look here coming up here for the Colts, what we're going to get from Eason and, uh, and Sam Ellinger there backing up Wentz. This is the perfect primer. Not that I want to give you home homework, but we're going to continue Michael's a tiered list of the quarterbacks on Saturday. Can we continue this conversation as far as point association with quarterbacks and what, what specific quarterbacks mean to the number Thomas on Saturday? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Listen, I just get Will Hill gave Michael Lombardi more homework. I can give Thomas Gable with yeah. the black socks and there the stocks. I can give you homework. <laughs> yeah. Listen, enjoy your Monday at the Borgata uh, and have a great week here, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate Thank you. Guys. That was great information. And it's, but listen, that's a real live bookmaker to telling you, taking yep. you behind the book, Michael. That's important. No, no doubt. I mean, you know, it's just, it, and these quarterbacks, that's why they get the most money because they do, they do challenge the line. Eight for Mahomes. Eight from Mahomes to Henny. Yeah. We come back, a guy that is rated very highly. William Hill joins us here on the Lombardi line. Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. the Money Monday Club over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. We love this one, man. So again, you're going to get 10 bucks every Monday if you place a total of $50 in wagers between Monday and Sunday, which is simple. Go BetMGM.com for more information. And again, $10 shows up. You wake up with 10 bucks in your account. Nothing better than that. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER as we welcome you back. It's a great Monday here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. We bring in, of course, there's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Our buddy, William Hill who was, I believe he was at the Thomas and Mac because summer league is going on and he's trying to scout what's happening with his young players with the Lakers there. Right. Right. William. No, I'm printing out a picture of John Gruden. I'm putting it on the treadmill. So try to uh, a little motivation. I don't want to. <laughs> hey, mixing a salad, bro. That's all I'm saying. How I noticed you? it last year. I'm great. I noticed it a couple years ago when he was on hard knocks and he was starting to get a little heavy and you know, not just getting heavy, but he was getting, he was, I remember him with the bucks, man. He was intense. He was like, Young Parcells and with the Oakland rate with uh with yeah you know, I think they were still Oakland back then, he was just not as intense. He's he was happy. a little more yeah he's he's fat and happy literally and, and he's got the money too. I mean hundred million 100, to do that to you. Hundred million takes the edge off, no doubt. Yeah, I guess no yeah it's not fair yeah. of me to talk about somebody's weight, but you're right. I, that's a great point. The intensity. Let's go to Michael on that. It, William brings up a great point where he used to be Chucky and so last yesterday I'm watching he's having fun he's dancing he's he does have a different kind of persona a little bit here. You know, but but I think it's all imagery with John. If you, you talk to, I mean, that organ, not, not everybody's happy there. How many people have left? That's true. I mean, That's you know, a great point. It's, it, it, it's really, this is what it is. It's like the back lot at Universal. Those houses look really good, and then you open the door, there's nothing behind it, you know? Yeah. It's like, seriously, every, oh, you could have all the fun you want at practice, but you got coaches quitting before, you got players quitting, you know, not everybody's happy, so we'll see. I mean, look, I, I think they'll win eight games. I don't know about you will, but I think they'll win eight. I don't think they're ever that bad because they have a quarterback who can make plays. They've got skill. And I think you've got to bet them against the right situation. The second half of the season since John's been there has been a disaster. He hasn't been able to finish because once his stuff gets on tape and people get a handle on what he's doing, there's no counter adjustment. You know, this football game is a lot about adjustments. It's all about adjustments. And if you're late to adjust, like Mike Pettin in the Green Bay Tampa game, or like Matt LaFleur in that game, if you're late to adjust, you're going to lose the game. Yeah, and I, I just think that's a tough division, though. I'd have to look at the schedule a little more carefully. I haven't gone through them you know, game by game, but I know they play the Chiefs well, but still, that's the Chiefs. That's two tough games. Figure the Chargers will be better with Staley, and the Broncos are not easy to play. So that's a tough division. I think they got the Ravens the first game, so I don't know if they're, they're all AFC North, but not an easy schedule. And like you said, the second half of the schedules have been really bad. And they're, four, they're eight and a half to one in division. The Raiders, your fourth betting favorite in the West. Okay, I, I want to start with Thursday night, the Patriots host, hosting the Washington a football team, but let's back up to move forward, William. Did you take anything away from the weekend? 
no, I, I was going to ask Lombardi. I mean, we're starting to see this with Watson. I, I saw McLean, who works for the Texans, one of yeah, the, the beat writers for the Texans. Yep. Yeah, he tweeted out Watson has played his last down for the Texans. Kind of a cryptic tweet. And he's been back and forth on this. So when are we going to find out? Do you think the Texans know behind the scenes? Because I like the under 45 and a half. I think I, I laid the two and a half with Jacksonville. And I like the under 45 and a half. I think you'll see a, probably a conservative game plan with both teams. If Tyrod Taylor's in there, you know, they're not going to be lighting up the scoreboard. Do you think the Texans know right now with Watson Lombardi? That, I guess, would be my question. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't see his tweet. Was he referring to the suspension? Was can I just tell you? His career? Can I just tell you? And you know, Go John McCle- John McClain's covered football longer maybe than any living reporter. That's right. The Houston Chronicle. Yep. Great guy. He said he Watson will never take another snap for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and I don't know what that means. Does that mean, you know, he's going to get suspended or, you know, does that mean something else? I do know I respect John tremendously. He's covered the Oilers. He's covered the Texans. He's very well wired within the building. I just know this. I think Jay Glazer reported it's the same thing we reported last week that Every time a team is called to make a trade for the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson, they get no answer. They basically get no answer. So he may have played his last down, but I don't know if they're ever going to play him. I don't don't know if they're going to trade him. I mean, there was a team in the league, and I said this last week, that offered us, in their words, we offered too much. And they rejected it out of hand. Right. So you felt like what? You felt like they were, it was a smokescreen. It's all a smokescreen. I mean, they really don't want to trade him. And I think that McLean's tweet is really a, another thing to prof- from the, the Watson camp to support how strong he is about the organization. But there's too many hurdles to overcome here. There's too many hurdles to overcome to ever think that he's just automatically going to be on the field this year. He may be, but I, I'm not privy to all the, the, the dossier of information regarding the 22, soon-to-be 24 civil suits. Will Hill, the preseason, it, it really, fellas, the three of us and Josh Applebaum, as we get to Thursday, we're just going to have football nonstop, right? Because the preseason's uh, underway with two games coming up this Thursday. One of them is Washington at New England, and you're just going to lay the money line here with Washington. Yeah, Coach Rivera has uh, has tweeted has uh, made some statements that he's just going to play everybody at least at the beginning that he, he wants to see Fitzpatrick, he wants to see the offensive line. I know they have some continuity issues, so that's enough for me. I mean, maybe you could look at a first half line. I don't know if those are available uh, everywhere yet, but I just think you know you can sometimes read a lot into the press conferences and motivation and who's going to play who. And I just think Washington's going to play their guys, and that's enough for me to play the money line. And maybe that you know the market reacts to that, and you get a plus three or plus three and a half with the Patriots, and you can buy back. On the Patriots and just play a middle. So I do like Washington on the money line just because I think that line will move up. And that's minus 130. Washington I think Washington. I think Washington's going to play their guys. New England's favored by two, right? Aren't they? No. Patrick? Washington. Washington's a two point favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think Washington's going to play their guys. So I, I, I think that that would, and their depth at quarterback, I think, gives them a little bit of an advantage. I think New England will play some of their guys in the first quarter. You know, but knowing Belichick, I think it'll be more important for him to get looks at certain players than it would be for winning the game. Go ahead, Will. No, yeah, I, I echo that. I just think you, you look at the the motivation of these teams, the quarterback rotation, and you can you can find some value. I already tweeted out. We talked about last week about Jacksonville. They were getting three against the Browns. That was a bad line. We already see Jacksonville. They're favored by a couple of points in this game. So they throw out some some softer lines. You know, if, if Green Bay is playing Dallas in week six, the handle on those games is so outrageous. You don't get a, a bad line. Those lines are tight as a drum. Preseason limits are lower, so you get some looser lines. Okay. Now, the... I'll, I'll skip to this one because I love this one. This is what, why Will Hill is important to the show and important to the network. He, he's outside the box often, and, he, and he, he stands by it. Jags to win the AFC South. You get a 9-1 to one price. I like it, my friend. Yeah, if we're just going to go worst-case scenario with the Colts, maybe Wentz is bad. Maybe he's hurt longer than we think. Maybe Eason's not any good. It's a way to fade the Colts. Uh, there's some uncertainty there. I mean, I like the team. I like the roster. I don't think the Jags will win the division. If you, you know, I wouldn't favor them. 
But I'm just thinking the value, 9-1, to one, you look at Tennessee. Tennessee's got some issues on defense. They lose Arthur Smith. Uh, you know, this is back-to-back years now with Henry's had 400-plus carries. I mean, I know he's a freak freak of a human being, but still, I mean, you, you got to wonder when the uh, the workload catches up to him. So you, you get the Jags at 9-1. to one. We saw them come out of nowhere three or four years ago and win the division and win a bunch of games. I mean, you get Urban Meyer, who's won everywhere he's gone. Maybe Lawrence is good right away. They got ATN. They got a bunch of draft equity, a bunch of draft capital that, you know, they spent on – the running backs, they got, they got two good running backs there with Robinson and ATN. Uh, a receiver you like, they got some pieces on defense. I, I saw the report that they're looking to trade Henderson or could trade Henderson. Well, they picked ninth last year, which is strange. It, it wouldn't necessarily help my bet, but uh, I just think this division is, is kind of soft. It could be wide, more wide open than you think, and I think at 9-1, to one, it's a value here. Well, I mean, look, I don't think it's a St. Jude's pick. I'll say that. But I do think they're going to improve. And I think you're dead right on the offense. I think defensively, there's got to be some concerns. And Henderson was a kid that I don't think really has bought into the system. You know, oftentimes, whenever a new coach takes over a team, especially a coach who's culture-oriented, there's going to be players that buck the system no matter where they get drafted. And I think that Henderson was a guy that was always a little on the edge character-wise. Kind of a strange pick. Thank you very much, David Blaine Caldwell. That was your last pick. We appreciate you very much. Of course, you got another job in Philadelphia. No problem there. Uh, the reality, I think that, I, I think that you know, uh, you know, I just don't know how good they are on defense. I mean, Kason, the kid he also drafted, is undersized. Josh Allen's a nickel rusher. I don't know what they're going to be good at defense. I like Jack. I like Schubert. I like their two linebackers. I don't like their secondary. I worry about them. And to me, that's a concern. Even Shaq Griffin, who they signed, he's a cover three corner. It's hard to live with cover three corners if you're not dominant up front. Yeah, the Jags, AFC South. Well, well, let me, please. Yeah, let me just add one more point that I forgot to mention. You go through the eight division winners every year, it's never all chalk. You get one or two monster right. upsets. I mean, you yep. look at it before the year and after. Yep. You, I mean, it's a short season, small sample size, crazy things happen. So I just wanted to add that. It's very no, well put. I, I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I, I'm really not. I'm not ruling it out. I think offensively they're going to be pretty good. I really am. I'm not ruling it out. Like I said, I don't think it's a St. Jude's pick. I think it's worth It's one of those numbers you might want to look at. I, don't, I definitely think that because you're right. It's not going to go to script. It's not going the way we have it all figured out right now. We know there's six NFL teams of the 12. Well, I think, well, we got 14. But whatever it is, always the 50% turnover in playoff teams every single yep. year. Uh-huh. That's a great point. It's right around 50% every single year. William, let's save your Falcons season win total bet for Thursday when we talk to you. We'll tease it there. And we got a baseball like play it. on the way out. You got the Royals catching a run and a half here against the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees are a mess. I mean, the, de- the deadline was good to them. They got Gallo, they got Rizzo, but they're missing like half the team now. Rizzo's out with COVID. So is Sanchez. Urshela's on the IL. Torres going to have MRI on his thumb. He might be headed to the IL. They're down. Chapman. Uh, just not a complete team for the Yankees. The bottom of the lineup is in rough shape right now. Now, they've played well. They've won a lot of games. But uh, getting the Royals plus one and a half at home, I think, is a good bet. Yankees are way overvalued here. Okay, buddy. Uh, have Do you want to say anything Will. on the way out? decent.com slash subscribe. We got a pro football uh, betting guide coming in a week or two. College football betting guide must read. I think that's about it. Wink, wink twice witness protection. We'll get your Falcons pick coming up on Thursday. Coming up I next. gotta go. I gotta go meet Gruden for lunch. I'll take care. See you guys. <laughs> Make sure he picks up the check. Coming back with those yeah. offensive lines. Here he, won't. The he won't. That, that's the rumor. We continue. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.